You are listening a Red FM original. Guts, glory, gumption. The voice of Indian sports with Rika Roy on the Red FM podcast network. Bhavani, thank you very, very much for joining me on this podcast. First thing first, you're joining me from Livorno um, in Italy. You are training there. How is your training going? Uh, because I believe that there are you are few months away from qualifying for the games. Hi, uh, first of all, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm in Italy. The training is going very well. I'm doing my best in every session to represent our country at the Olympic Games. Bhavani, I would just like to know from you first something that my listeners would also be very keen to know. What is your qualification process from here on? In fencing, we need to qualify through zones like from uh, Asia, Europe to from each zone will qualify with the world rankings. So uh, I, I think it's very uh, difficult to explain. We have like uh, Asia, Europe, America and um, Oceania and mm-hmm. uh, Asia, Europe and America. Yeah, only three zones and uh, two from uh, Asia and two from Europe and mm-hmm. one from uh, Pan America. So right. apart so from the team from... qualifications, two individuals from these zones will qualify for the games. So you're saying two from Asia, which means the host country, Japan, will probably get one quota. And no, uh, uh, no, no, it's not included in this two. Because we have three events like the Epi, Foil and Sabre. We don't know mm-hmm. how many athletes they can you know, choose from uh, all these events. I think they can't take every athlete in every event. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, in some in which they are already qualified with the teams, so they don't need uh, that quota. That we will know only after uh, April or after the final qualification. That seems to be a very lengthy process uh, for us who's kind of listening to anything about fencing for the uh, first time, Bhavani. Um, could you tell me in terms of percentage, where are you? How far are you from qualifying? Are you 80% on the way, 90% on the way? Where are you placed really? Until I don't qualify 100%. So yes. I, I don't think it is important to know how much percentage I need to qualify because I mm-hmm. have to do my best performance in the upcoming qualifications to qualify for the games. There's no important about this percentage now. So I have to right. qualify with the rankings mm-hmm. or with the zonal qualification. So until mm-hmm. I make that, there is no use of this uh, percentage or this uh, how close I am or how far I am. Let me ask you, Pavani, how did you know fencing happen to you? We know of uh, Indian women doing very well in sports like uh, shooting, in um, even other sports, badminton, but fencing. You are the first person probably in India who has made fencing famous. Actually, I chose fencing only to only for fun. I have always interested in playing sports, you know, playing with my friends. So mm-hmm. that's how I joined fencing because I want to play something when I moved to a new school in my sixth standard. So they the, the school introduced this sport to the new students. So I, I gave my name without knowing how fencing is being played. I just gave my name for fencing and then once they introduced how it is played and how we mm-hmm. get points and I was so I was so happy that I chose the sport because it's been played with swords and it's like a fight and uh, it, it was very exciting sport at the beginning so that's how I joined 
at what point did the olympic dream come to you uh, you started as an amateur you started as uh, all kids start sports in school but uh, there must have been a point in life when you thought about pursuing it as an olympic sport i think it was uh, after Lon- london olympics uh, i started to dream about olympics and i wanted to play at olympics i wanted to you know try to do my best to reach there so that's how i started you know thinking about olympics this dream so mm-hmm. i think uh, yeah after london could you tell me what was uh, the moment what was the turning point did you find any hero in london olympics who led you to dream this dream i think all the indian athletes who represented at the games uh, at london all the indian uh, players uh, or i don't have any particular member to mention but all of them inspired me to you know to dream about uh, going there i, I can't mention any person it's just the team india which- bhavani growing up you know in a country that's cricket mad and taking up um, a sport like a challenging sport like fencing did your parents have to say anything about that uh, because uh, you know for a woman succeeding in sports is challenging and then you took up a sport which didn't have a name or which didn't have an identity before you when i joined the sport my parents were happy that you know i'm, I'm going to training every day before going to school and after going to school and uh, when i started competing in the competitions they were also happy but at some point when I understood that it is going to be my uh and i want to you know take fencing as my career but they never said anything like no you have to you know have a second option like you know if it's not working you have to go for that or you need to mm-hmm. stop fencing because there is no future we don't have any uh, jobs or any other mm-hmm. uh, support in fencing they never said like that they always supported me they said just do your best whatever you can if things comes uh, it's okay if not also it's okay just uh, be happy with uh, what you do and uh, what do you want can i ask life? you a little bit about your background uh, by background i mean what did your parents do were they the kind of parents who were exposed to sports and the success that sports okay. can uh, bring their kids actually uh, no we we don't have any sports background my father was a priest my mom is a housewife a homemaker and um, we don't have any sports background my brother used to play cricket for some years but uh, and then after college he started working no one know about what a sports career is uh, actually in, in my family even i didn't know what a sports career is i just started doing what i love and what i love doing and uh, when i had some ambition to achieve in the sport i just i just started doing my best in that we don't have any sports background or we don't know what will happen in the right. sports future or anything anything in that way yeah but after i started doing something in the sport mm-hmm. i got the first job in my state so in fencing we wow. never had any job in my state tamil nadu so i got my job in 2000 uh, like Two years ago, so sorry, one year ago. So, so that's a big uh, a boost for all the future fencers. You know, now they have something in fencing. You know, we have now they will all they'll all continue the sport because they know there is a career in fencing now. So, you are from the state of Tamil Nadu, and for yes. the first time, you as a fencing athlete got a job in a private sector or a public sector company. A uh, public sector. Okay. 
uh, and that's quite phenomenal given that uh, not many athletes in india end up getting yes. job even while playing the sport uh, bhavani yes. right now you are training in livorno in italy is the government of india bearing all your expenses are you covered by the top scheme uh, not top scheme but sai as allotted me some funds for my olympic preparation and also my state government is uh, providing some, some scholarship for my training and uh, also go sports foundation is uh, helping me with their their support rahul dravid athlete mentorship program so what is the kind of help uh, you've got from rahul dravid in terms of mentorship uh from this scholarship program they support with the nutrition sports science high performance training uh, assistance and also they funded me for some training and some competitions as well mm-hmm. but personally has rahul dravid been interacting with you over any kind of training and even mentorship that you know you would have liked to have i would love to have a interaction with rahul sir i only mm-hmm. had one interaction when i joined this team in 2016 so in the on the first year i i met rahul ravichar and he was uh, interacting with all the athletes who have selected under the 100 scheme so he was explaining mm-hmm. how how mental training is important how we have to uh, you know uh, accept the training and competition pressures and all Bhavani you just mentioned that there are three pools of funding that you get one is from sai one is from go sports and one one is from the top scheme if i'm not mistaken these are three different pools now sai, how yeah. as an sai so how as an athlete are you expected to manage everything while doing your training is there a team that's handling all of this for you or do you have to do all of this on your own while concentrating on olympic training some are uh, being taken care by go sports foundation team they have this athlete managing team and uh, mm-hmm. some are uh, i mean organized by myself Bhavani, from the beginning not, not just now uh, even uh, i have started mm-hmm. to organize uh, for my mm-hmm. competition training mm-hmm. for a very long period by myself so it's not new for me fencing much like shooting shooting still has an indian team but when it comes to fencing it's about you it's all about you right now so does this make you lonely at times because you know you are alone in one part of the world training and persevering every day does it make you feel lonely 2 3 years ago it was like that i was feeling like that mm-hmm. but uh, later when i started to get support from go sports you know a tamil government and sai i was like okay uh, i have a team which is supporting me i have uh, you know members uh, who are supporting me you know encouraging my my passion and my ambition so mm-hmm. now i'm i'm fine but a few years ago i was not fine right bhavani let's talk about the year that was 2020 you were uh, training in livorno and you had come back home when the lockdown happened now during the lockdown you couldn't get back you were practicing on the terrace of your own house could you tell us how did you build your or how did you create your sparring partner that was not a new idea because when i started fencing in chennai jawahar lal nehru stadium we used to practice with sticks because we mm-hmm. don't had enough equipment so we used to practice with sticks and we uh, use our equipments for competitions because if we right. break during training we can't uh, 
uh, we couldn't afford to buy new equipment. So you, during those times, we used to practice uh, wall training, wall practice or target practice, placing the mask or the bags uh, besides the wall or parallel to the wall. And we used to train uh, with that uh, objective as a partner. So that's what I used at my terrace during this lockdown. When I look at your pictures in that bodysuit, how do you describe it? A costume or a bodysuit? The uh, expression that I have is of, uh, you know, amazement. I say, wow, when I see you in that bodysuit fencing. How do you feel being in that bodysuit for us? Uh, I feel myself with that body suit because i have always mm-hmm. been on the fencing suit most of the times so, you know competing traveling training i never had much opportunities to wear no normal uh, costumes uh, mm-hmm. you know because i never i didn't go to college like not regularly mm-hmm. only for mm-hmm. examinations so when i wear those uh, fencing kits i feel myself better fencing what do you call it like you call it a body mind. suit or you call it a no, fencing uh, suit so it's you call it a fencing suit also you know i just want you to speak to my listeners a little bit about the event that you do saber how is saber different from the other fencing events olympic events the other events are ap and foil so saber is the fastest among other two events and the, the target for saber i mean the target where you can hit the opponent is the upper body including arms and head so we have a electric jacket and electric mask only for the upper body and the electric mask for the head so wherever you touch on these areas wherever you touch or you hit with the point of the saber you get you get point since it is the fastest uh, event it's more conventional than other two events there are more rules mm-hmm. in this event so even if you pull your arm little bit back before the opponent hits you you might not get the point so it's very fast but at the same time you have to be you have to be at the highest patience level in this event we have to fence for 15 points in the knockouts and for the leagues we have to fence for 5 points bhavani during the last olympic games you know i was really drawn to the sport because of uh, one lady from us called ibtihaj mohammed who came in a hijab and who also led out the american team are there you know such iconic women in your sports that you follow uh, yes when i want, started dreaming about uh, fencing uh, uh, my idol was uh, maria zagunis from usa from uh, she's also a saber fencer and uh, mm-hmm. she's a two time olympic champion and still she's still fencing she's still playing in the sport are your biggest opponents or toughest opponents uh, from the us for me everyone is tough every opponent mm-hmm. from every country is tough uh, mm-hmm. if i don't do well with uh, any of the opponent i cannot win so i have to fence very well with all the opponents traditionally which are the countries that are uh, good when it comes to the sport of fencing fencing first started from europe so most of the european countries are uh, very good in fencing tell us a little bit about you know choosing the destination that you have chosen to train that is livorno in italy what is it that you know you gain by being there so i know the coach i met this coach a couple of times before spoke with him and he also agreed to train me so that's how mm-hmm. i started training here i believe that you cycle to your academy every day and there's a permission that you have to carry 
and show yeah. the police about carrying your sword could you tell us about uh, that unique yeah. journey that you do yeah. every day yeah it's a self declaration form so where you have to mention your name date of birth passport number where are you going to and where are you coming from the date and time everything you have to mention so mm-hmm. whenever the police ask you have to give that uh, paper with your signature and what uh, is it called it's called self declaration form is that because you carry swords along with you on the cycle no no it's because if you are going out for essential reasons because you can't go out for uh, non essential or uh, you only have to go out with uh, emergency or uh, essential needs so if you don't have any important where you can't go out so if you are going out the police might stop you and ask about where are you going uh, mm-hmm. so you have to show the reason uh, for that even if you are going to supermarket you have to keep that in your uh, is that and, because of uh, covid scare still in in italy yes it is because uh, every week uh, they change uh, regions into different zones like orange red green what zone are you in right now so currently we are in yellow zone so yellow zone is like you can travel within the region but not mm. out of region italy was quite badly ra- ravaged by uh, by by the ba- virus outbreak uh, when it started when you went back after the lockdown was lifted what was there in your mind were you confident that this is the time that i could start i could restart because i was uh, in contact with my coach because he told me the the most affected city was in north and uh, in this region in tuscany there were some cases i mean of course it was uh, also one of the serious seriously affected region but uh, still he was confident that there is no huge problem uh, here mm-hmm. in this city and uh, he was he assured me that i can come and start training because they they have already started their training uh, uh, from uh, i think may because fencing is not in the contact sport so it's a non contact sport here so that's why okay. uh, we are very sure that there is no problem in start in starting training bhavani apart from fencing do you follow any other sport because football is a very very popular sport in europe and particularly in italy it's football yes it's all over the world i i watch uh, badminton yeah, football i i love to watch football but i don't follow any teams you follow badminton and cricket yeah any sports person indian or foreigner that you you really like because of the way they have shaped their careers i like all the women archers in our country from sania mirza saina nehwal sindhu all the women who were achieve in sports will always inspire me they always push me to work harder to do you know to achieve like them bhavani you are also a big inspiration for this generation the next generation of fencers in india because you've given the sport an identity when you interact with the generation next what do you tell them what is your advice or what are the those learnings that you pass on i would tell them to to do their best to to give sincere effort to whatever they do in their life and uh, to not think or worry too much about the future just enjoy the process and uh, you know just be sincere with themselves while shaping your own self your own philosophy was there someone who helped you guided you because you have spent most of the year years most of the time in sport who helped in shaping you into sports person you are uh, it's my mother 
whenever i'm down whenever i don't get the results she was the only one who always says don't worry it all happens for a reason if you are working hard if you are doing your best no matter one day you will achieve what you want in your life so i think she's the only one who you know always push me and uh, you know help me to come back uh, stronger lovely before i end this podcast i have to ask you one question the biggest learning you have had from sports the last question it's not a very easy one I, i'm still <laughs> learning that because every every competition every training session every year every day it's you know it's mm. new for me uh, it's never the same maybe it is because you have to be on the presence and uh, you know accept however the situation or uh, things maybe you have to do the best do what you are doing for uh, what you want to achieve you have to do your mm-hmm. 100% effort so mm-hmm. i think uh, yeah acceptance and uh, doing the best all the time it's what uh, this sport has taught me fantastic i i think for me um, the greatest learning is to be a good loser that's mm-hmm. what i think sport also teaches you thank you very very much bhavani for joining me on this podcast wish you the very best uh, for your training and for uh, the coming months thank you very much thank you very much thank you you were listening a red fm original guts glory gumption the voice of indian sports with rika roy on the red fm podcast network